Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. That means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show. And have we got a show for you. Judgment Day wants Imperium Gold and Cody Rhodes is hunting the bloodline. But before we get into all of that big stuff, I got to introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by Justin Labar and Matt Kuhn. And Matt, I don't like to start things off negative. Don't like to start things off fighting, but you know what? You said something on Twitter cannot be ignored. It needs to be addressed. How dare you say that pancakes are better than waffles? Defend yourself. Waffles are kind of a joke. You know, like you get all those little cups of syrup. It is just too much syrup. I want to have the butter on the pancakes. I want the soft pancakes. Just, and I mean, Waffles take less skill to make, so I am for the pancakes. 
I, I mean, for, I always say pancakes, they're simply a delivery service. I mean, it's what you put on the pancake. The pancake itself is irrelevant, but, but, but waffles, they come, like you say, you could, you could put, has little holders for all of your different toppings built in there. It's nice and, and sugary. I mean, if you, if you eat them one-on-one without anything on them, the, the waffle wins hands down. Justin, I, am I crazy here? I'm not a breakfast guy. So I, I'm gonna. Boo! I I am a That's wake up. Awful. I'm a wake up. I will I will I will have coffee until it's about noon, and then from that point on, I'll get into some lunch after that. <laughs> uh, we got baby I saying waffle army unite, and Stephen Camp says pancakes good with peanut butter. I uh, can't argue that as well. Uh, no way says it's always bacon, and then Stephen saying French toast is better than the two. No one mentioned French toast. That's not fair. That's the, the, the crown jewel of breakfast is, is French toast. Um, Ethan's with Justin. Boo! Boo! <laughs> uh, what, a, uh, what a fun show. We got a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, Justin, I want to touch base with you real quick. Uh, how have you been? How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was good. Uh, watched some Elimination Chamber, which was... Uh, enjoyable no i did not get up at 5 a.m eastern time to watch it and uh it was a fine show but i'm glad i did not it was not needed i watched it took some notes digested had a good busted open on sunday on sirius xm and uh kicking the week off here on monday with you fellas man i gotta brag for a little bit i got to do commentary for prestige this weekend and we had so many incredible matches i feel so honored i got to be on the call for some of them if you guys want to check that out on independentwrestling.tv it's up there now but let me tell you we had a uh, mustafa ali take on mike bailey in what was a just incredible showcase and i mean Kashida was there jordan grace was there i mean lots of big names were there very very fun i recommend everyone check it out um everyone in the chat i like your new digs by the way jack my new digs it looks different than it has been you I think to... it's because, uh, well, my, it's actually, I think my camera just turned a little bit oh. <laughs> now. Uh, but yeah, I, I have my little, my, uh, I got my Seahawks jersey and my Seahawks football back here. Yeah, I see uh, memorabilia I behind. I don't normally see all that. This is this. I feel yeah. like you're in a whole new spot. I, I got a little personality now. Sometimes it's turned and it's just a white wall. That's what I think most people see, but it's just because of the lighting in here, the way the, the angle works, it's a, it's a big deal, but, uh, I got some. I got a Lance Storm picture, the goat right there, signed from him. Uh, a little Lego car, a little Bob Ross doll. <laughs> Lance Storm would be the wrestler you have signed and framed in your wrestling right. podcast studio. Yes. If I could be, if I could be serious for a minute, <laughs> that is, he's the greatest. He's the goat. He's That's the best so there's funny. ever been. That's so funny. <laughs> And he is really, I mean, I'm not like, he's a great trainer, great, you know, I'm, I'm not knocking yeah. it. Just, there's something about his character and that being positive Jack Farmer's guy to have for no, I, I stood by him for over 20 years now. I guess he's not it's getting like 25 or 26 years. But uh, yeah, I was a fan of him in ECW. And then um, everyone always says, how come Lance Storm is your favorite wrestler? And then it just like made me dig my heels in. And now I'm like, no, he's my guy. And it's fun. It's fun being a fan of his. Um, let's chat about some <laughs> news. Uh, we gotta, we're gonna, we're gonna change the tone here. This is a tough transition here, but we got some sad news. Uh, Ole Anderson passed away today, uh, at the age of 81 and, um, it was a bit before my time, Matt, but 
um, obviously a, a legend, obviously an innovator. I mean, the four horsemen, I think has influenced just about every stable and grouping of wrestlers ever since they were formed. Uh, any thoughts on Ole Anderson? Sure. Um, I watched Ole Anderson wrestle. One of the when I first started watching wrestling, excuse my voice, I've I've got a thing with my voice today. But when I first started watching wrestling, one of the first real angles I ever saw was Arn Anderson arriving in Georgia Championship Wrestling. Uh, Gordon Soley was tag team partners with um, Thunderbolt Patterson, but he was also the babyface announcer. But as Arn came in and was a little bit rough and tumble. Ole just started turning slowly but surely. They would split up the t- tag team belts that they had, uh, Thunderbolt and Ole, and ended up with a great feud. Ole Anderson, I also remember one of the great moments in wrestling history. Sting retiring this weekend, of course, is the horseman kicking Flair, uh, uh, Sting out of the horseman at Clash of Champions. Uh, Ole Anderson could look into the camera and let you believe every single word. You know, of course, we, we know the stories about him, but... When it comes to talking on camera and you believing what a man is saying and you being afraid of the implications, Ole Anderson was the guy. If you've never seen Sting getting kicked out of the horseman, uh, that is Ric Flair at his best, Sting at his best, and Ole at his best. Ole was a tremendous wrestler and a tremendous influence. Yeah, Justin, the... um, like I said, I think there's a lot of people who are younger who have no idea just how big of an influence uh, he is. And I feel like I'm getting to that age now where I remember growing up, I'd say, oh, this is the wrestler I like. Well, back in my day, or there used to be this other person that they were doing this, that, and the other. Now I'm getting to that age where I'm like, no, well, you, if you like this, you got to check out what these guys were doing. Really, again, when it comes to groups and the kind of, I feel like when you put together a group in pro wrestling, you always think of the different uh, types of person you need in each role. He was one of those guys that really helped form that in the original days of the four horsemen. Uh, he was, uh, he, like you said, for me as well, he's a little before my time and I was born in the mid eighties. So my, my understanding of him came, you know, in early to mid nineties as I'm renting videos and doing my history to go back. And then of course these days with the network, it's, 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 it's easy as easy as ever to, um, to go back, but you know everything that Matt's saying, I, I, I and, and I've seen that 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 clash that he's he's referencing. Uh, yeah, Ole. I mean, he he was a guy that was important for at, at, at the time in the time that he was at his peak. He was very important. Um, a lot of other guys and girls that were were in, in, in were at their peak in the important times. They have been celebrated since. Uh, WWE owning all the footage. WWE gets to rewrite history how they want. Uh, Ole, uh, a very um, uh, brash personality, so uh, is not celebrated, is not talked about. Quite frankly, if Vince was in control and in Gorilla's Night, we would have not seen an in memoriam <laughs> graphic for Ole Anderson. I feel pretty confident saying that. Um, but you know, and, and he's pretty much been off the map the last twenty years. He put out a book like twenty years ago. Him and Ric Flair. You know, I, don't, I don't know if they've ever reconciled, but they, you know, I don't think they were on good terms for many a year. So you know, Ole kind of. Uh, does again not celebrated uh you know and, and remembered in these last 20 30 years but you know it's definitely had a contribution to the business and, and like you said to the four horsemen which has been an influence to everything in the last 35 years since so uh sad news of course thoughts with this family uh and uh and uh, rest in peace and just a little context for those of you who haven't seen Ole, but you know the horsemen you know 
the original four horsemen are Ole Arn, Tully, and Rick. And Rick would outclass you, and Tully would embarrass you, and Arn would, would just um, maul you over, but Ole would mess you up. He was the scary one. And that tag team of Arn and Ole is one of the – I prefer it to Arn and Tully. It is an amazing tag team. Everything you need to know about tag team wrestling, you watch that. And the horsemen, of course, together – that was the first real faction, but it came together organically. It wasn't this put-together thing. And I saw a comment in the chat, the attacks on Dusty. Dusty saying, make it good when they attacked him. And and uh, the, the attack on Dusty in the cage, Ole was part of that. Some of the biggest moments in wrestling history. And even in the 70s, many moments like that, too. So definitely a huge figure in wrestling. Well, uh, Baby Ice has a question for you, Matt. Uh, wants to know, uh, the better team, Matt, Ole and Arn or Ole and Gene? Now, I wasn't around for Ole and Gene, um, but um, I did meet Gene's kid. Uh, uh, but uh, Ole and Arn, they're the best tag team I've ever seen, so I got to go with them. Yeah, I'd say um, yeah, that's a good pick for, for best teams there. Uh, we also got a super chat uh, for you, Justin. Um, a couple of them, I should say. Shalbowski saying, uh, I know I'm uh, wrong day, but I have no choice, but I gave – Justin, my confession oh. at beginning of the chat because I'm unavailable Sunday. I feel free now. Uh, uh, I'll have to go back in the chat and find that, Shalbaski. Uh, what they're referencing is uh, on our Sunday Busted Open episode, uh, myself and my, my co-host Jonathan Hood, We because uh, it's Sunday, naturally, so uh, mm -hmm. we have our wrestling confessions, and uh, it's how we end the show in the, in the, in the 11 o'clock hour. It's how we uh, end it. It's you, tell, you, you confess, you reveal something about your wrestling fandom, or opinion or pet peeve or something but it's something that you've never told anybody you got to try to find something that, you know nothing that you've spouted on twitter or spouted on podcasts uh and so we've 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 cleansed we've cleansed ourselves on some weeks <laughs> with some uh with some with some admitting to some things so it's been fun uh yeah bernie dc dc says the confessionals are fantastic um so definitely recommend everyone check that out uh we also have uh Billy Garrison saying, love you guys. Been listening since WrestleMania 34. Justin, you have inspired me to get into wrestling media um, as you being a sports guy who can share. Uh, I think maybe Billy had a little bit more to say after that, but it didn't go through. I saw him say something about the whole chat didn't go through. So, Billy, if you have more to say, let me know. But, Justin, sounds like you've inspired someone. Well, I, that's that's very <laughs> that's very humbling to hear. Um, thank you, Billy, and good luck, uh Good luck with whatever you try to do, and if I can offer any advice or anything, feel free. Um, yeah, lots of uh, good. By the way, my uh, confession is that I think Lance Storm is the greatest wrestler. <laughs> Problem is, though, I feel like you've told some people that. I don't really. That's too much of a confession. I feel like you've probably you probably showed up, put some money in the offering plate, and, and sang Hallelujah <laughs> while telling the entire <laughs> congregation about Lance Storm. And I mean, yeah. we we probably could have guessed it. You know, <laughs> I, I tell people against their will that I like Lance Storm. So <laughs> not, not that not, not that not that anything that Vince says has much uh, credibility or moral uh, standing right now. But isn't Vince isn't is it wasn't Lance Storm the one that Vince famously said he'd rather watch paint dry? <laughs> yeah. Than yeah, watch Lance yeah. Storm wrestle. Yeah. Uh, that's why he got the uh, the dance and all that other good yeah. stuff. Um, uh we got let's let's chat about Elimination Chamber. We didn't do an after show here on Wrestling Inc. for it because I think like many people, the time 
the timing was just too much uh, for me. Um, Justin, what were your thoughts on Elimination Chamber? Just quick results here. Drew McIntyre wins the Chamber. Becky Lynch wins the Chamber. Rhea Ripley beats Nia Jax. Finn Balor, Damian Priest retain, and the Kabuki Warriors also retained. Obviously, we'll get into some of those things throughout the course of the conversation, but just kind of overall takeaways of Elimination Chamber. Overall, I mean, it was a, it was a great spectacle, great for Australia. Another, and again, WWE just is, is just knocking these out of the park, and they got a big year coming up here with the international PLEs. They're in France for Backlash. They're in uh, uh, Berlin later. So uh, the, the spectacle was great. It was fun. Like I said, I didn't get up at five a.m. to watch it. I watched it later in the day, and I'm happy. I saw it then. It, it, it was you didn't. It wasn't something that I needed to watch live because oh my god, I have to engage on social media with everybody. I got to be part of this. It was a very predictable show, and that's not me knocking the show. It's not me trying to act smart. But every result was the exact result I thought it would be. But that's okay. It was predictable, but it was logical. It was it was the it was the outcomes that it should have been because that's the outcomes they were telling you was going to be and what made the most sense. They've been telling us that Drew was going to you know he's the one that's hungry to go after Seth for this title. You know Becky was calling her shots prior. I mean you know it, it, you know Rhea it was a good it was, it was one of Nia Jax's best match, but the run that Rhea's on, you don't have her drop the title in her home country in the main event. Right. Um, so it was a, it was a good show. It was fun to watch, predictable, but logical. Um, and it's, it's set a lot of place, a lot of pieces in place uh, for what is going to be a very interesting 40 days uh, counting down now to mania. Yeah, Matt, I want your thoughts on this chamber. Anything that stood out to you? Uh, I'm with Justin uh, here on the West coast. It was 2 AM start time. And, I, I actually echo everything he said. I felt like I knew how it was going to go. I don't think that's bad. I just it, I can't stay up all night for a show where I know how it's going to turn out. Uh, but that's, I think it did a lot of good. What's your thoughts on on how Elimination Chamber went, the start time and everything else? Well, luckily for me, I am a child. I am a giant baby with no sleep schedule at all. Just do what I want whenever I want. So I just stayed up and watched Elimination Chamber. Um I mean, we made it through Jericho versus Evil, so we can make it through Elimination cha uh, Chamber. Um, here's <laughs> my takeaway. I agree with everything that um, Justin said, uh, with the added caveat that it was entertaining. You know, it was it was logical, but it was entertaining. Uh, I think Tiffany Stratton might be the story of the Chamber. Uh, she came out just getting her ass kicked. She's oh, I'm sorry, getting her butt kicked. Um, and really just, I think that's what got the fans on their side. But the real takeaway for Elimination Chamber for me, you got The Rock, he's back. You got Roman. Uh, you got Cody in the ring doing an interview segment. You got Seth in the ring doing an interview segment. You got Charlotte Flair injured. You got CM Punk injured. And they still put on this show that seemed deep in talent. Amazing where WWE's at right now. You're missing legitimately the five biggest male stars in the company from the wrestling card itself and Charlotte Flair. And no one was complaining. It was uh, just a, a very good demonstration of where WWE is as far as what Justin was saying, as far as the global outreach. But also, depth-wise, they have created stars in this regime. Yeah, I was going to say, because I, I believe the story was Tiffany Stratton as well. I think she absolutely showed that she is ready for big time, um, a big stage. And I think sky's the limit for her. Justin, to Matt's point with this elimination chamber, it's crazy how I think any other uh, 
era or over the past few years, if you had this many injuries, you'd be like, man, this is a thin WrestleMania season, but it does not feel that way at all. Uh, I'd like you to kind of expand on that, but also with Tiffany Stratton doing so well, and it feels like a lot of the people since NXT has sort of shifted to that 2.0 style, a lot of the people coming up feel like these are real stars. Uh, Do you think it's NXT today or is it maybe because they're not bringing them all up at once like they used to do in in groups? They're kind of more individual. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about the success of the NXT call-ups lately. Well, I think it's a little bit of everything. It's uh, they are truly getting the best um, simulation in NXT to what things are going to be like for Raw and SmackDown. And that can be everything from this is how we do TV. This is how we do entrances. This is how we do time cues. Um, you know, they're, 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 and yeah, there, there's a lot more continuity of coming from NXT, you know, and surprise, surprise, there's continuity between the best friends of Shawn Michaels, uh, handing somebody off to Triple H for Raw and SmackDown, where obviously it used to be, you could be one thing over like Rover and Full Sail under the Triple H's NXT, but then you go to Vince and Raw and SmackDown and they, it's a completely different vision, a completely different introduction. It's, it, you know, so it's, it's just a combination of things. It, 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 continuity certainly helps. Um, and, and yeah, and, and, and also, you know, this, there's also, there was a point too with the, with the old NXT where, you know, there was a lot of talent that were, you know, the indie talent, they were big somewhere else and, 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 and what, what have you, the talent that we're getting in NXT now that are stars the Tiffany Stratton, you know, she never worked anywhere else other than in the, you know, she's in the WWE system, you know, Braun Breaker, obviously got the pedigree with his family, but again, hasn't worked, you know, they're, they're creating, they really are creating stars from, from their scratch. Uh, and, and that, that goes a certain way, whether people realize it or not, that, that they haven't ever seen these people before other than in the WWE environment. They, no, they weren't coming from Ring of Honor. They weren't coming from PWG or Japan. You know, so there's a lot There's a lot of factors that all kind of come together. It depends. It's kind of a case-by-case basis of which factor is stronger, depending on which talent you're talking about. But that, and, you know, Matt makes a great point. You're missing the, all, the amount of talent that you're missing from that Chamber card, yet the Chamber still feels so full. Uh, you know, they have, they've, they've, this goes to the booking. We're no longer seeing a best of seven. We're no longer seeing the same damn match of, of two people every week on Raw or SmackDown. We're, you know, we're, we're managing to get more people featured without overbooking, you know, without, you know, like, God, Andrade has only had a match, has only had a Rumble match. But since Andrade's back, Andrade feels like a bigger deal now and is, that he's back than he did the entire time in AEW. I'm, 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 I'm anxiously awaiting. It's things like that that they do in order to feature people and, and make you already waiting to see them you're, they already are assigned some value there's just wwe's just doing a lot of right and oh by the way the depth also helps they have the deepest women's roster they ever had uh they're mm-hmm. they're, they're at this they're at this rubber meets the road point now where it used to be you had one maybe two women's feuds going on and usually it was about the two women's titles you had on your shows and that was that now they have such they have such depth and such stories to where really the most the best thing they could do in order to utilize all these talents they have on their contract is to have a, a woman's only show each week, you know, on the network or somehow. Will they do that? I don't know. I mean, they had, they did one woman's only pay-per-view years ago. It didn't do great by any metric. You know, I don't think that should be the end all be all decision maker, but at some point they have such women's talent. They have to give them a little bit more time. And that's only going to happen by giving them one dedicated, even if it's just a one hour show each week, 
because you have it now. So use it. You know, Matt, I want to, um, and we'll move on from this, but this NXT thing I'm thinking about now more and more, uh, as, as Justin mentioned, it's a lot of people who they were built in the WWE system, as opposed to having a following from the independents or, or building a name on the independents. Do you think that, is there something to the fact that maybe these are characters like a Tiffany Stratton, because she wasn't on the independence, I don't have a preconceived idea of who she's supposed to be. So I'm more open to whatever she is on TV as opposed to, you know, if I'm someone who's watched a wrestler be someone on the indies forever and that's who they are. And then they get to WWE. A lot of people say, well, that's not who they were. I mean, we look at Walter turning to Gunther. They changed his name. They're, like, they're ruining this guy just because of the name change. Do you think because we don't know who Tiffany Stratton is, so we accept that she's Tiffy time. We don't, really know who Braun Breaker is. So we accept that he's Braun Breaker. Is, is there something to that, that why some of these characters are being more easily embraced as opposed to fought against, if that makes sense? Well, I'm sure there's there's something to that, right? Like having a fresh look. But I think I have the answer. Like, honestly, they had a lot of great talent before. It didn't work out. So my theory is that there's not a crazy person running the company anymore. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think that's made the difference. If you took the insane human being away from that company, Gargano, Ciampa, Ricochet, Aleister Black, those four in particular of that generation would have been handled so much differently coming up. Maybe if a crazy person wasn't in charge when American Alpha got up there or Bailey got up there, um, they would do the same things that got them over in the main program that they did in NXT. But instead, what you did is you just dropped them in there. The Revival's here. But they didn't do any of the things to get the Revival over on the main roster that they did on the NXT roster. Because, again, a crazy person in charge who had no respect for what Triple H was doing down there unless he needed a talent grab once in a while. So my theory is crazy person gone, company better. Well, speaking of the company being better, we are on the road to WrestleMania 40 days until we get there. And for some reason, when they announced 40 days left, it, like, it got me really pumped. I was like, geez, this is right around the corner. So we're going to talk about this episode of Raw. And of course, if you are watching or listening, like, comment, share, subscribe, five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're in the chat, of course, whether you're Austin or Tuck or Beer or Ethan or Blue or Good or Shelbowski or Jason or No Way or jo Josie Lurkin, Jerome, Mick, Reaper, Ber Bernie, Manish, Stocking You, Mike Rouse, and everyone else, I appreciate you being here. Uh, thank you so much uh, again. And if you're, you're a lurker just hanging out, I appreciate you too. Um, Let's talk about this show. I want to start at the end here because I felt like that was one of the bigger situations that happened here. Throughout the show, we were building to this main event, Cody Rhodes versus Grayson Waller. We're getting multiple backstage interviews from Grayson and from Cody Rhodes talking about how this was all set up. We get to the match pretty one-sided by Cody Rhodes. The real main event being Paul Heyman coming out and him having a back and forth with Cody. Justin... I felt like last year the build was all about Cody's dad. This is decidedly about Cody making a decision for himself. Uh, how did you feel about how this went down? I really liked it. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, I'm glad you mentioned the build to last year. You know, last year we all felt it. We thought, okay, this is it, right? Cody's, Cody's won the Rumble. 
we're cutting the promos about his dad and the big gold belt, and, and he's gonna go to Mania, he's gonna win. He said that's what's gonna happen. And then he didn't, and we're all looking around each other, going, What the hell? Um, mm-hmm. but I actually feel like, especially tonight, there was a moment tonight where you know Cody's sitting on that chair, just no fear, doesn't send an army after me. You know, and then the line of, you know, I, the bloodline's not hunting me. I'm hunting the bloodline. And, and of course, the fact that you have the gravitas of the rock being involved is going to, um, you know, it's going to elevate all this. I, I actually feel like this build is, is better than the one to, to is, is more interesting to me than the one uh, to last year's mania. That said, that comes with the caveat of this build's even better if he doesn't win it at this year's mania. I don't know how much more you're going to you're you're playing with fire you have a really awesome white meat baby face in don't 2024 yeah don't do that i don't you're 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 really threading the needle if you think that everybody's gonna hang on it's and, and stay on the cody Rhodes bandwagon uh if he comes up short again uh so i i you know that's a whole other thing but yeah i, I enjoy this i like the way this is executed yeah, ethan cruz mentioned in the uh the FBI agents, uh, as, as saying on Twitter, NYPD. John Wick Rhodes, NYPD, <laughs> NYPD. suspended was... NYPD agents, right? <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, yeah, this was a. Uh, I, I like, I loved how this went. I agree with Justin. It was very, it felt a little more gritty of a Cody Rhodes, like come and get me, Cody Rhodes. Uh, but also a very different spin on this. Um, also, what are your thoughts on this? Where they're going? Uh, Paul Heyman being breaking news because he was in the background earlier. And also, if Cody if Cody does lose, can he come back or is it done? Is he, is he just done if he doesn't win it this time? Uh, never deny Cody Rhodes. I mean, uh, Cody, if it happens, and it could, um, Cody's going to work hard and Cody's going to figure it out because everything else uh, among his real story has been so improbable and really just dependent upon his desire to do it. Of course, last year, WWE showed they didn't really um, believe in Cody Rhodes. And this year, they also showed they didn't really believe in Cody Rhodes again. So it's kind of, um, you know, uh, it, it. I don't believe they believe in Cody Rhodes again. I just, I can't. I'm just saying, I, they, they think, here's this thing we got in our back pocket. We can use it when we want. And I think that's the way they look at it. I don't think they appreciate Cody. As far as this segment... Cody Rhodes, um, the We Want Cody thing, in my opinion, started um, because of one moment, and that was when we saw the look on Cody's face. You know, he shook his hand. But when we saw the look on Cody's face, we're like, dude, this guy really, really cares, and he's super bummed. And tonight, we saw a little glimpse of that same guy, that same real guy in the ring saying, I'm going to hunt the bloodline. Tired of all this. Nothing came across contrived. Nothing came across artificial. Everything seems sincere. And in Cody, with Cody, that's in the past sometimes been a problem, but he is, I mean, he's hit his stride and it made it more compelling for me to watch on Friday uh, because of it. Yeah. Now, uh, Justin, of course, Cody has said he wants The Rock. He wants a match with The Rock. Do you think that happens before the match with Roman Reigns? Is it going to be a night one thing? Is it going to happen on a. Uh, the biggest episode of SmackDown they've ever had. Uh, does this ha- does this happen in any meaningful way before Roman Reigns? I think it happens before Roman Reigns, but yeah, I think it happens on night one of Mania. I don't, you know, look if if Raw if if SmackDown in the next forty days was moving to USA, or if Raw was moving to Netflix and they needed a 
banger stadium filled mega episode of a raw or smackdown you do it then but that's not the case so you the, the only place for the rock to have a match between now and the next 40 days is wrestlemania night one i just want it to be cody versus rock straight up one-on-one i think that makes the that is the best that is the best for everybody that's the best for cody's story the fact that he'd be the first man to headline both nights of Mania, the fact that he in a weekend would have took on The Rock in a one-on-one match and then would have took on Roman Reigns, uh, you know, who's got the 1,400, whatever the day, uh, whatever we're up in the days. Like, that's to me, that's the best. I'm sorry. It's fine having Seth be there to be the good guy, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe having guys like Seth is, is okay for a run-in or for something to help help the numbers game, to neutralize. But I don't want a Rock roman tag match against cody and seth at at mania night one. First off it doesn't it, it takes away this, this should be cody sure this is about cody uh the seth seth's only even being is only even put in this because punk got hurt that's the only you know it, it shouldn't even be that and also by the way if you do that you further dilute and push down the importance of seth's world title he's holding you further push down and dilute the importance of Drew challenging Seth, like Seth, and 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 Seth's knee, whatever the situation that is, don't make him work two matches. And I don't care if it's a tag match. Don't make him work two matches. Why? We just we just we just gushed over the depth you have. You don't need Seth, Cody, and Roman all working double duty on a two night mania. Not needed. Yeah, <laughs> Cody's the only one that needs to do the double duty because he's the because he's the superhero right now. So I, I think it should be Rock versus Cody. I hope it is night one of mania but the fact that they keep having seth remain in the frame uh concerns me the uh, uh in the chat there's some chatter matt about um and killer demons actually saying, uh cody should get hurt on night one then night two seth tries to stop him from fighting roman but cody's hell-bent on finishing the story seth is upset and costs cody then on raw seth calls cody stupid uh would you feel like that's a safe way for Cody to lose the t- lose the match with Roman uh, and then pivot to something else? Or do you think that that wouldn't work? What's your thoughts on that? Scenario? Well, we've all seen everything, right? Like as soon as we all saw Solo climb on the apron at WrestleMania last year, we were like, okay. So <clears throat> I think it's pretty apparent, at least to me, that it was supposed to be Roman Cody at Elimination Chamber. You know, um, I'm not going to, I'm going to face him, but not at Mania. Boom, Chamber. Maybe not. But Roman, you know, uh, Rock was set for Mania, and Rock's going to wrestle Mania. Like, what do you think? Rock's not wrestling at Mania. I think, as I've said, that somehow this all turns out to be Rock walking out with the title. You know, with Rock, uh, Rock getting out with the title, wrestling four times a year. I just think that's the mentality they think they might have right now. That's the kind of leverage The Rock has right now, and that's how little I think they value Cody uh, compared to the way the fans do. Justin, do you do you buy that? Do you think Rock is the one walking out of WrestleMania with the title one way or the other? I'm not betting my money on that, but I'm certainly not going to say that Matt's prediction is – look – as, as long as you have the rock to work with and uh, the rock's also a board member now you can never rule that out mm-hmm. and again they have two world titles so it would be more of the same rock has a world title he rock, works selectively so they, they he, still have that one title he works selectively you still have another world champion 
that can uh, make the towns and, and be on the house shows. So um, I don't think that's what's going to happen. But if it, but if, if it did, it's, I mean, it's not like it wouldn't be the most out of left field thing. I mean, you know, so it's, it, what's and by it? By the way, I think that was the plan. I think that was the plan was rock to beat Roman and Cody to get so, that secondary title to, to defend, to work the towns as the champion. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing is that like right there with what Matt's saying is that here, here's what we think. We understand that we know what WWE was planning the morning of Royal Rumble that, that morning when they all woke up to get to, to go to the arena before CM Punk gets hurt before anything. We think that we know that again, Cody's going to win Rumble, but he's going to face Roman at a different time. We know that then Punk is probably going to go into the chamber to go win the chamber to go fight Seth, and that's that's that. And then yeah, it was it was going to be Rock and Roman. You know, they 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 executed that particular segment on SmackDown of having Cody step aside for a reason. So they were going to do Rock versus Roman, and so yeah, what what did WWE think they were going to do? What was Cody going to do at Mania? If Punk was wasn't Drew hurt, going to do it Mania too, right? If Punk wasn't hurt, Punk and Seth was where they're like, okay, we have money here with Punk and Seth. There's a, yeah, there, they were going to do an injury angle with Cody, so they were going to not even have Cody Rose at WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, so you know that's what I mean. Like after you watch tonight, it's like God, Cody has got the people. I mean, they have people in Australia singing a song a cappella. Cody should finish a story and win this damn title at Mania. But when you think about what I just said, and then and Matt and Matt making the, the arguments, he is. There was a point in time less than a month ago, or, or actually just about a month ago, where they woke up and went into their big show and went, "Okay, we're gonna we're not even gonna have Cody on Mania." Like, what? That's and that baffles me. That, that's the value I, they see in the Rock, though. That's the value they see when he met with them January third. You know, um, by the day of the Rumble, they definitely knew uh, because uh, you know. I, I I knew. <laughs> I, I heard that day. You know, I heard that day, Cody, you know, uh, it's possible Cody's not going to do the mania. And I'm like, oh, my God. How? And then he won the Rumble. I was like, Which, yeah, at that point. Stop working me, dude. He won the Rumble. He's going yeah, to mania. At that point, have Cody get injured in the Rumble or whatever. Have Punk win the Rumble. Why? 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 Yeah, the uh, regardless, if Cody's healthy, I can't. I can't imagine not having him do something at WrestleMania in a match in a big way. I think you can, Cody is, is is one of the very best I've ever seen about keeping people invested in him. I mean, clearly this past year has shown that, but everyone has their limits as far as how long I can be interested in this person before I start to go, okay, I'm, I'm over it. And, they're not the same person. I don't want to compare them directly, but I, I always consider it like the Dolph Ziggler effect because everyone loved Dolph Ziggler. But at some point, we all said, you know what? He's never he's never going to be that guy. I think there's a lot of people who were like that with Finn Balor, where they're like, oh, man, he's so awesome coming from NXT. I think the same thing happened with like a Samoa Joe. Now, Cody Rhodes is a different animal altogether. I'm, it, he's definitely something special. But at some point, we're all going to go, you know what? Even if he wins it, I'm over it. You missed the boat. If they don't do so, I feel like if they miss the, if they miss the boat here, I don't know. By the time he wins it, I'm just going to be like about time. Well, here's the thing is that I believe that people are invested in the real Cody Rhodes story as much or more than his on-screen story. This, we all know he left. We all know he started AEW. We all know he came back. We all know he was stardust and we're all invested. And we all kind of know what happened last year. And we all know what just happened. 
So if he doesn't get it, Cody's still going to do the work, and Cody's still going to be over, and Cody's still going to be there because he's Cody. But at the same time, he he deserves better, but also the fans deserve better. A lot of people think we're past the point of the babyface good guy r- running the towns, doing the loop as the champion. This is the guy to try it with. This is the guy. Do you see his answer about the Vince stuff? This is the guy. You see the way he, have you ever seen him without a suit, like ever in your life? This guy has been dressing for this part for decades, and and he's ready for it, and he's he could be the best thing that ever happened to WWE. He's like an unironically loved John Cena. And if, he, and if you're not going to have him dethrone Roman with the world title, at least put him in the history books and have him stop Gunther's IC title run. Something. Well... I'm glad you mentioned Gunther because he actually came out and said he's about as close to perfect as you can get today. Uh, And that's when the Judgment Day showed up and they had a stare down. Dominic Mysterio looking like he wanted to step up and take a shot at the championship. Of course, later he says he's got to go smooth things over with Rhea Ripley because she wasn't happy about it. Uh, And we saw some people like Chad Gable kind of fighting for the opportunity to face Gunther at WrestleMania. Uh, uh, Matt, this was, I want to start with the promo. Uh, Of course, you can talk about anything about Gunther uh, at this point, but I love the promo, how he basically called out all the theories us fans have had, and he acknowledged it like, oh, Chad Gable, Sami Zayn, all these people. It really invested me, and the fact that Judgment Day came out, I thought, this is spicy. I don't know where they're going with this. This is interesting. I wasn't that invested. You know, I remember when the shield and the Wyatt family came face to face, you know, and how electric that was. And I think. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
that Gunther, as great as he is, has kind of failed to pass on a lot of that cachet to the well-deserving Imperium tag team. Um, and they've shown that they there's something missing there. And then the Judgment Day has lost so much steam, uh, I think, due to the the the, the R-Truth stuff, even though R-Truth is great. Uh, you know, it, it just it didn't seem like anything I was particularly interested in, and it was seemed like something I should be interested in. So maybe they need to get work on some of these characters a little bit or go another direction. Justin, do you agree? Did you not feel the electricity when they were standing in the ring? Well, I felt the energy. I did feel the energy, but I, I also, as I felt energy, and then the crowd did, you know, their screen, their chant, let them fight and everything. So the crowd reacted, but I, I was also distracted with confusion because the, I feel like they're in a bit of a pickle here because on, on several scenarios, uh, we're all led to believe, I mean, it was a match that I was asking for for a year. We we're all led to believe this is where they're going to go. That Gunther was going to fight Brock for Mania. That was going to be his Mania match. And, you know, obviously Brock, you know, who knows? But he's out of the picture. And so it's now now it's like, okay, now they got to rearrange the puzzle pieces. Now we got to find somebody for Gunther. And anybody who's somebody, they probably already had in pencil a match for them for Mania. So now you, so now you, you have to affect several things. So, you know, they're trying to find a, a worthy match for Gunther. <clears throat> You're trying to find a worthy spot for Damian Priest, who is still holding this money in the bank briefcase, which normally is your license to steal. It's normally your signal, your signal device that this is a future world champion here. Um, but then you have Damian Priest at Judgment Day, and I do agree with Matt. They've lost some steam. They've also lost some, you know, the R-Truth stuff, <clears throat> while entertaining, it, it lost some steam. You know, Judgment Day probably should have broke up four months ago. There, or there should have been some implosion. There should have been some, and they, they and they did tease some of it, but they, they I think they've been, along, they've been together now a little too long. Also, Judgment Day is a little bit of a question mark because you have Priest, who the people did cheer in that in that exchange. He does look like a badass. He, you know, you have Priest, but then you have Finn, who can go either way. Everybody hates JD. Everybody hates Dom, but then you have Mommy. Mom, Rhea Ripley is becoming a megastar. She is because she is the slow burned babyface. That's just that's just the way it is. And if you notice, they've other than that quick interaction with uh, all the group in the backstage. In the last few weeks, they have purposely kept her out of every shot with all the guys at Judgment Day. They've kept her out of it because they know that she's being pushed as she's being pushed more of a face. And and so I think Judgment Day is kind of in this weird purgatory of what are they? Who are they? I mean, are we going to try to turn them all face? Like like I said, crowd doesn't want to cheer some of them. So I don't know what to make of this. I I, I don't. While I love Damian Priest, I don't know if Damian Priest versus Gunther is the match to do at Mania. Uh. He definitely should not use his briefcase to <laughs> to get it. Out. I mean, there's I don't know. I'm I'm really confused to where this is. I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the judge and executioner now. I'm gonna wait and see another week and see how this plays out. Because as you mentioned, Jack, they they're teasing other people, all wanting to put their name in the hat uh, to face Guthrie. So I'm gonna wait and see how this plays out. But I felt the energy, but I was also very confused by it. Yeah, Matt. This what I feel like this for the past few months, maybe year or so with Gunther, Everyone we keep kind of dream building as who the person who is that's going to take the title from him is typically someone who's really talented, whether it be a Chad Gable, whether it be a Drew McIntyre, whether it be the, the big Haas fight, and that's how he loses it, or just a really technical, talented wrestler. Today, though, we saw maybe a Dom Mysterio, and Dom Mysterio doesn't have a lot of wins, but he could be that sneaky guy that we just hate that he ends the reign this way. 
if you're the booker, if you're the guy with the pen and you're deciding this, do you have Gunther lose this historic reign in just a hard-fought battle? Or do you have a cheapskate judgment day cash-in or Don Mysterio cheat and get the win in a sneaky, sleazy kind of way? What's your... What do you think is the best way to bring an end to this? Um, because you're asking, it probably means it's not time. You know, if if you wanted to end it now, I would have Braun Breaker end it because that would be um, the person who would benefit the most. You know, the way to get the cachet across. Looks to me, could be wrong, looks to me like we're headed towards kind of a, some kind of multi-man uh, situation with Gunther mm-hmm. at Mania. You know, Sammy, Sammy's somehow going to find his way to gold, right? Damian Priest... It would seem weird to have a one-on-one match with him having the briefcase, but being part of a multi-man match, that might make sense. You know, uh, Chad Gable, another one. So it's not like, you know, to me, it's like, are they going to line up all these feuds? Probably not. Are they going to have, you know, this multi, this really great multi-man match? Looks like it's, uh, to me, that looks like that's where they're going. If they're going to, and, and I mean, I I could see that happening. I mean, Matt's, everything Matt said. If they're going to do a multi-man match, I'd make it a ladder match. Put the IC title up in a ladder match. For the metaphor of they're all trying to climb the ladder to try to get this and try to you know, make it a ladder match, make it a gimmick match, because that'll also give you a, a ton more creative freedom of however you book this to still protect certain people. And you know they're going to put our truth in there. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And everyone will love it. And everyone will say they want him to win. And Ricochet. Uh, and Ricochet will be incredibly exciting when he does it as well. Uh, so I put I, well, all right, well, then get Ivar in there, damn it. I put, put, I, put Ivar in there. Everybody but Tazawa. <laughs> How dare you? Tazawa, Tazawa should be main eventing against The Rock. That's the that's your headline. Uh, uh, we got a really quick uh, matchup here. No, it wasn't a quick matchup, but I want to do want to touch on really quick. Uh, New Day versus Imperium. Justin, I felt like this was a really just a great way to have a blow off to a big rivalry hardcore match um without being excessive but also feeling every bit like it was supposed to uh any notes from this one no i i tweeted i said oh i mean this i mean what, yeah what a what a match what a what a what a brawl what a you know i mean god vinci's all cut up from the table on his back and i mean it was um i love the touch of the baby faces wearing jeans you know, of course having the hockey jerseys you know it, it was it was just a good you know yeah and the commentary's doing a good job reminding us that this 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 got reignited this past holiday season in the last two months these these teams have been feuding but it does go back two years that they've you know so i thought that was good by uh, uh again to steal from matt earlier uh, a crazy old man is not running things so we have the memory and can acknowledge things that have happened in the last two years um mm-hmm. yeah this it was really good it was really good i mean and, and again that's that's been one of the most impressive things to me also with booking in general and WWE. I love the fact that with all the all the shine that Gunther's having, having this record-setting IC title run, that Vinci and Kaiser, particularly Kaiser, have been able to emerge, and they're not just the henchmen. They're not just the frontline guys you send to to get beat. They've 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 been elevated. They they are their own attraction. Again, Kaiser, especially the way he speaks, the way he walks, his facial expression. You know, he he stood out more than Vinci has. But it's nice that they have been able to to to, to get over in their own their own respect. And uh, and the fact that they can hold their own in a tag tag team street fight with a a veteran pair like the New Day. Uh, yeah, well done. Yeah, Matt Cleveland Rocks has a point here, and I want you to comment on it. Uh, 
New Day wore jeans in a street fight. Finally, somebody dressed to fit the match. Uh, I want your thoughts on this match, but also who's got the the best hardcore match attire uh, that you've seen? I know that like the real, like the jeans and, and tape fists, you know? Was it, was it Vince Russo who wore like a football helmet and like a <laughs> catcher's uh, gear? I mean, Norman Smiley used to do that a bit too. Um, we always kind of forget that the New Day are like have a streak of like 80 matches that were good like this. You know, like every time they're in a match like this, we're like, oh, the New Day. That's right. That's right. They're very good. <laughs> very, They're very good at this thing. And they're always good in these hardcore matches. And the New Day is emblematic of WWE these days where you got these two guys that they can use whenever they want, wherever they want on the card. They have credibility. They have history. They have cool factor. But right now they're just kind of in the middle because you can't put everybody at the top. Uh, New Day were great. And um, Imperium, they're moving up the card slowly. Uh, they're a very good uh, tag team. I wish they had more actual tag team matches in WWE, but uh, if they did, these two tag teams would would uh, help solidify the division for sure. And shout out to Bernie in the chat. He put uh, you know, he's a he's a fellow hockey fan. Uh, he put out yeah, nice little uh, little little nugget of information there of the jersey Kofi wearing uh, honoring because the NHL honoring uh, the black players that have been in the NHL for Black History Month. Very cool. And um, yeah, it looks like I guess Imperium versus uh, versus Judgment Day for the tag titles is what I'm guessing down the road as well um, for at Mania, maybe because they had their stare down. Then they just won a big match. I mean, Imperium seems lined up for the next tag title shot. Um, I mean, are Judgment Day good guys now? Like what um, Judgment was saying is very true. Like it's very... Um you know, bipolar, the reaction they get. And it doesn't lend itself well to compelling television sometimes. When you got Rhea Ripley, she comes out with Dom and they're booed. She comes out by herself, she's cheered. You know, uh, we got to figure out what we're doing with this Judgment Day. I, I, I stand I stand pat. Obviously, Rhea, you don't you don't screw with Rhea. Rhea is, she's, she's becoming your baby. I, I stand by this. Have Dom, have Dom cheat on Molly. Have it revealed, or or you can slow play it if you want to play it for the forty days to Mania, of where somebody comes to mommy and backstage to Taria's like, you know, I've been hearing some things, I've been, I've been seeing, you know, or 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 WWE loves to do the whole thing where you're interviewing one person and you see something in the background, you see the Easter egg, start showing Dom talking to another female, Nia let it be, re- let it be, re- yeah, Nia Jax, let it be revealed that 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 dirty Dom is doing is doing Rhea dirty, and then the moment that Rhea kicks his ass to the curb. Huge pop, huge moment, but it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, let's everybody know she's she, okay. If, if you weren't cheering, if you're, if you're, if you weren't cheering for her already, now it's definitely okay to cheer for her. Um, I, I still think that, that there's, there's something so great to have, you know, you know, old fashioned would say that Dom and Rhea are going to get married and we get to the wedding on Raw. And of course, you know, somebody interrupts it and truth reveal. I don't think we have to go that whole song and dance, but I think we just have, we just reveal that Dom's, Dom's, doing dirty and I, I think that's that's the way to go with this. it would it would almost be better if she just realized if she just realized that dom was a bad guy like he doesn't have to cheat she realized she wants the fans adoration she realized that dom's a bad guy and she just kicks him to the curb and uh surprisingly you know i think the fans would love that i kind of thought that's what was gonna happen tonight when the fact that those two came out together when her i thought mm-hmm. that, that they were maybe gonna that, that she was gonna say 
You know, I just stood tall in my home country, celebrated. I don't need you, little boy. Yeah, I Can thought you, that was- you know the you know the one thing because I've been agreeing with you, Justin, on this. It feels like they're going to separate her, but something that's we talked about the intro. Dom comes out, introduces her. She comes out. That 3D graphic when she comes out looked new. Maybe I'm wrong. Everyone in the chat, let me know. But they gave her a brand new Judgment Day intro. You know the thing that like the little mm-hmm. I guess Grim yeah. Reaper thing. Uh, which tells me that maybe they plan on them being together for a little bit longer because I don't think they'd make that and then get rid of it a week later. Yeah, well, uh, that's they, they 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 create that stuff. They have a team. I mean, that's. Can you imagine well, later on in the night that they, they kind of teased it with with her calling up going up the dom, not happy about him trying to step up to Gunther. So that that that's to me again started planting the seed that they're gonna get this breakup to happen here until he wins the, the roar, title. The roar of the crowd. If she just pulls him the ring one day and goes, look, you're a nice guy, but we need to talk. And, like, the whole place would yeah. lose its mind. It, the yes chant would be insane. Yeah. Yep. What if she teases like she's going to break up, but then really she's proposing to him, and we still get the wrestling wedding? Yes. I want my wrestling wedding. <laughs> want... yeah, we learned nothing from the Bobby no. Lashley um, <laughs> Lana wedding. That was no. Oh God! I haven't. We haven't learned anything from any wrestling wedding. We're gonna keep doing this, baby. We, we had one really good one, and then it's just been terrible ever since. Which one was a good one? Well, Randy Savage one was great. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think I mean, <laughs> Tess and Stephanie was pretty damn historic too. That went well. Yeah, there's a, there's a few that were interesting. Uh, Chuck and Billy had a fun one, right? Uh, that was an amazing segment, though. Um, What's the, was that the one with Bischoff who was under, in disguise? Three minute warning. Yeah, that's right. Is the 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 height of his entire on screen career right there? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Could you imagine going back in time and like telling? By the way, like during the, the the peak of the NWO and being like, just so you know, Eric Bischoff's biggest moment is going to be officiating a wedding in WWE. Uh, we also got uh, Dexter Loomis in NXT was a good one. Um, no one, no, no drama happened though. It went too well. Uh, Nia Jax, Liv Morgan. I, I guess I should say Becky Lynch came out during this too. They had a, a quick back and forth. Nia Jax destroys Becky Lynch later in the night. Nia Jax versus Liv Morgan. Becky Lynch gets involved, costs Liv the match, and then Liv is upset with Becky. So uh, I do love uh, Justin how this is still so intertwined. All this like. Even though it feels like we know where things are going, there's still a lot of people interrupting each other, getting involved with each other. Things still feel very tangled, even though it feels like we know where we're going. But this goes back to the depth I was talking about. They have such depth, uh, uh, letting all this kind of uh, intersecting stories and personalities happen. You know, Nia, there's a lot of look. Nia's a great heel. She she gets a reaction, and that you can't you, you can't take that for granted. Um, yes, she had to lose to Rhea. Like I said, you're not going to have Rhea drop the title uh, in her home country in Elimination Chamber, you know, 42 days before Mania. Uh, so she had to lose, but she had a, you know, it was a hard fault match. It wasn't like Rhea squashed or anything like that. So Nia is in this position right now where I think you you need to keep the momentum of her heel uh, run, uh, of this heel run right now. Uh, of course, revisiting her with Becky, there's history there. So I get that. Um, you know, I, I think whatever they do in the next 40 days, 
Nia should be on the Mania card. She's not going to be in a title match. I, I really see have Nia be just a complete disruptor of this women's division. She's attacking people. She's pissed off. She's she's boohooing. Um, she's trying to take the division hostage, essentially. That, that's what I would try to set up for. And I think if, if they're ready to, which I kind of think they are because they, they gave it a moment in Rumble, I think you have Nia versus Jade Cargill at Mania, and that'd be Jade's first singles match because you there's no better opposition for Jade for the audience than Nia because everybody will be Team Jade. Whether they're familiar with her or whether they're just learning about her, they're going to know, oh, I don't want Nia Jax to win. So I would, you know, I, I, I'm watching Nia Jax co- closely because I think that she deserves to have a spot at Mania. But again, it's not going to be a title match. So, okay, so what match do you give her that's not throwaway? You give her the match against the 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 stud investment that is Jay Cargo. It's, it's the only yeah. real practical reason why Nia can roll over everybody all the time, you mm-hmm. know, is that her comeuppance is coming but not in the form of anybody in the ring now because she'll just roll over Becky. It, it, I agree 100%. I think it's Jade and Nia. And I think what I like about that matchup too is it can be a sprint. It can be just big move, big move, big move done. And, it, and we'll buy it as opposed to it, being some long, drawn-out thing. It would be similar the way that Brock versus Omos was last year. Doesn't need to be yeah. long. It just needs to, it, yeah, you just hit, 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 hit. Short and sweet. Yep. Um, so we do have some other stuff that's building. Lots of lots of story on this uh, at this one. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes out and says it was our prayers that allowed him to win the elimination chamber. Uh, and then he drank enough for himself and CM Punk to celebrate. <laughs> Brings out Rollins. Rollins says, "Quit mess with the bloodline," or he tells Rollins to quit mess with the bloodline. Rollins says, look, this is our chance to end the bloodline before they start coming for the world title. Uh, just, uh, or Matt, I thought this was a, I, again, I love just about everything on this episode. I thought they knocked it out of the park. I felt like this was such a good way to keep so many irons in the fire. The CM Punk stuff with Drew build the Seth Rollins versus Drew as well. Bloodline versus Seth Rollins along with Cody they got to every single point and none of it felt forced and it all felt like it made sense with who these individuals were. Agree. And I think they are now, you know, you can't even believe it uh, because the way things have been done in the past, but it seems now they're looking past mania, you know, they're looking uh, at doing maybe like a bloodline versus the Avengers type situation, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. um, where they're drawing on all these people to face the bloodline. Uh, It looks to me like, they are, you know, they're planning ahead. They're looking ahead. They're looking past Mania, and they're going, we got other uh, matches. And that is a new that is a new phenomenon there in WWE, so I'm glad to see it. Yeah, Justin, uh, to, to Matt's point, I was thinking if this was a different time of year, I'd be like, we're getting ready for Survivor Series. This mm-hmm. feels like a build to Survivor Series in a lot of ways. A great uh, a great, I, I'm kind of bummed out. I kind of wish we'd get a Survivor Series match out of this, but... But yeah, I love I, I love the stakes too about how the bloodline is being built as this force that can ruin all of wrestling, almost like a an NWO in a way where like they could take over everything if we don't stop it now. Um, but then also now Seth Rollins being torn in different directions. I love this. I just like I love the situation they have with these guys. Well, I, I I agree with you guys to the point of I, I like I like that it you could see life beyond mania that it's not. Okay, Mania's over. Everybody goes home. <laughs> you know, I like that. 
Um, like I said, the next show is in France, so they're going to make it. They're, and they're, they're trying to make it so none of these PLDs feel like a B show. Everything feels important. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I do appreciate the idea of trying to assemble a squad that, that needs to fight off and needs to save the company from the bloodline. Uh, that's all good in theory. But I still watched this entire segment. Well, once it was the Drew stuff by himself was hilarious. But once it was Drew and Seth face to face, I watched the entire thing. Still on my moment of like, eh, based upon what I said earlier, I don't want Seth to get dragged into this tag match with Cody and whatever, whatever. Like I, I so I, I want this to be as big of a match as possible for Drew. I think I think it's time for Seth to drop the title. Seth's body probably physically needs him to drop the title so he can have a little rest. So I want this to be as big of a moment as possible for Drew. But as I said earlier, it further gets diluted and pushed down the line of relevance if Seth's also worrying about a match he's got to do against Rock and Roman Reigns. I just I, so I, I'm again I'm gonna let it play out. Let me see. Let's find out what the Rock says on Friday and where we are. But you know I'm I'm, I'm bothered by the. The, the fact that that's still out there. Well, Justin, let me double down on this. Uh, if you're the booker now, you're the guy with the pen. Obviously, there are issues with Bloodline and Seth Rollins that are trying to be played out. Do you have them hash it out in some way before WrestleMania so he can kind of check that box and move on to Drew? Or do you have him just sort of shelf it and then have him uh, pursue the Bloodline after the loss to Drew or the beating Drew or after WrestleMania? Well, if they do something prior to Mania, if they do something prior to Mania, that means that you're having The Rock do a match, right? Because The Rock has to be involved. So, again, I just, I don't see them on a, on a SmackDown between now and then doing The Rock in a match. I just, I, I don't, mm-hmm. like, again, I can't see it. So, the fact that Mania is tonight, that it's, it's, it just defaults, it goes to Mania. It goes to, it goes to the night one. And, and like I said earlier, it's just that's that's just a problem. It should just be Cody. Cody's the one that needs to go through him. Again, Seth can be there, and we can all know Seth and Cody get along, and they and, and you know they they had a crazy rivalry. They had three matches in the past. Okay, we're we're good. There's respect. Seth can be Team Cody to the point of Seth might need to run interference or do something. He might need to do a run and make himself his presence known somewhere Mania weekend during one of Cody's matches. And it makes sense to us while he's out there. That's fine. I that's that's okay. Or Jey Uso needs to come out there to make his presence felt. Like the Avengers can be make their presence felt to help protect Cody while he's in the ring. But I don't need to see other matches that involve all of them. It, it, it just it just like I said, it should be straight up be Cody, uh, tackling Rock, tackling Roman. So. Yeah, I, I actually, I that's I think my preferred way it goes is like the bloodline tries to get involved at Mania, and then the uh, WWE Avengers, uh, Matt, thank you, that's going to be their name from now on. Uh, them coming out to defend and stop the bloodline and be sort of like, you know, a, sh- a shield around the ring from the bloodline, and ooh, maybe the Rock then chickens out and doesn't confront anybody, and that's when Roman's like, "You left me hanging, you left the family," and then that's how they build their thing. Yeah, I never uh, thought that. Um that this tag team match was going to happen, um, I don't think it is still. Because we know Seth's already wrestling one match. He's wrestling against Drew McIntyre, who, by the way, is as big as a good-sized horse. Like, you can get hurt in that match, you know? And dude has a torn uh, 
a torn meniscus, a partially torn labrum. You know, getting him out there two days in a row like that, and especially in light of Cody's recent challenge, and also in light of Seth kind of walking it back a little bit, saying, if you need me, I'll be I'll be in your corner. I'll be there. He's not saying, let's tag, buddy, you know? So I mm-hmm. think we got Cody twice because, you know, Rock might not wrestle twice and Roman might not wrestle twice, but we know Cody Rhodes will wrestle twice. So um, I think we get uh, Cody twice, and I think it's very possible that Seth leads the, you know, uh, Cody's a sting guy. So, you know, Cody uh, or Seth leads the dudes with attitudes out there. You know, the WWE Avengers to go uh, to back up against the bloodline. Um, we'll have to see how that plays out. We had a couple, uh, we had another couple of matches here. Uh, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. Sami beats Shinsuke, gets back in the win column. Seems to be the story there. Uh, also, we saw Chelsea Green make fun of Raquel Rodriguez, and then Raquel Rodriguez just kind of flattened Chelsea Green. Uh, Justin, I'm going to throw the, the the pin to you again. Uh, well, I, two things. One, I want your predictions for where Sami Zayn's going, and two, pretend I am a TKO executive, and I have I have decided that I want you to give me a compelling reason. Shinsuke Nakamura has a singles match on WrestleMania. What do you do? Um. Well, I mean, I, Sammy. I think again, if we're if we're if we're for throwing a ladder match together or a multi man match for the IC title, it seems that he would be tossed into that. Uh, look, Shinsuke. I, I, I guess the argument with Shinsuke is um, the argument with Shinsuke would be if as the companies continue to grow, and I mean this on several levels. As they're expanding performance centers around the country or country around the world, um, if they are if they are serious about making themselves uh, a little bit more of a major player to sign different Japanese free agents, I mean, you know, you, you need to also then take care of the Japanese stars you currently have. And so Shinsuke Nakamura, who's who's by all accounts a good soldier, he's been there now, God, what six, seven, eight years. Um, he, he's been a face, been a heel. He's done. I mean, you know, so. If you're asking me from a board level, it's 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 that it's look if 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 we're looking for global domination as we are as we are doing here, uh, and I'm sure that it's it's not on the calendars here for 2024. But if they want to do a 2025 PLE in the Tokyo Dome, uh, it would behoove them to <laughs> position Shinsuke Nakamura as a credible uh, attraction, heel or face. I think he's a better. Mm-hmm. I love the heel stuff they've been doing with the subtitles and the 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 vignettes I, I think he's just more charismatic and comfortable as a baby face um but regardless that would be my my board level pitch is we're, we're going for global dominance here let's 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 make sure we take care of shinsuke um yeah because i feel like he's a star but uh, i mean he's a he's a he's someone that should be there but i just i don't know if he's got a lot of uh a strong cachet right now to to put up there uh matt uh, your thoughts on Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, anything to add to Chelsea Green, Raquel Rodriguez, other than getting San Jose to pop and then saying, shh, I'm speaking, is one of my favorite things I've seen someone do on a microphone in a very long time. Chelsea's doing great. She has found her zone, and um, she is being fan. She's just awesome. Um, Sammy was great. Sammy is showing uh, every bit of why he needs to be at Mania. Of course, I hope Shinsuke enjoys the the Battle Royal on SmackDown. 
uh, the, the night before Mania because <laughs> I don't see a p- spot for him on the card. Unfortunately, he's done a great job. But, man, you got to fit, like, AJ and LA Knight on there. You got to fit Randy and Logan Paul on there. You got to fit a lot of stuff on there, man. I think Shinsuke mm-hmm. might be, like, getting getting thrown over the top rope maybe final three or four. Are we still doing the Andre Battle Royal? <laughs> I think they do it on SmackDown, right? Yeah. Do yeah. SmackDown. yeah. Um, so good luck, Shinsuke, uh, in the Battle Royal. You know what I was thinking today, what I think would be fun, because I agree, I like him more as a uh, as a face. I was thinking, you know, he he's always been the king of strong style. It'd be cool to see someone like Santos Escobar say, Lucha Libre is greater than, than strong style because he's all about the history and culture of Lucha Libre. And we get a little styles battle where it's which one's better is it the lucha or is it the strong style and that's kind of the, the premise of the show or the premise of the the feud for a, a wrestling nerd like me i'd appreciate that um we got a super chat here from shelbowski with a question uh is there any truth to the rumor cm punk isn't as injured as it was made out to be and could still wrestle at wrestlemania i haven't even heard those rumors from a credible source uh, justin you're shaking your head no no, CM Punk is not wrestling at Mania. CM Punk might do commentary for a period of time during Mania, or he might come out and, you know, cut a fun-loving promo in Mania or do something with a legend or do something with a sponsor. I, I wouldn't rule it out that this is the first time they've had Punk in a decade with the company, so they like to have him be part of Mania in some capacity. But uh, I, I will I will tell you right now, CM Punk is not wrestling a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I... Um- Go ahead. No, no, Matt, you take it away. Like, uh, no, <laughs> he's hurt. But also, like, what would that be? What what plot line would that fall under? You know, like CM Punk comes back, slaps the rock. Like, I don't even know what's going on. So, no, unfortunately, Punk is hurt. And, um, you know, triceps, and he'll be back at some point. But uh, there's a better chance of me wrestling at WrestleMania than CM Punk. Yeah, he'll definitely be there in some capacity, and he'll be on TV in some capacity, but not wrestling. Yeah, you know, between Snickers and Slim Jim, maybe he shows up and eats a, a Snickers or Slim Jim, but he's not. He's not wrestling yeah. match. Yeah, or a Snickers and a Slim Jim. Why not have a uh, well, Mountain Dew that midnight? A, the milky, the Milky Way taste mixed with the beef stick. No, no. I think the combination <laughs> of that may exceed the straight edge threshold. So Ooh, yeah. <laughs> He wouldn't. He would. He would need a shot to down to down that. That ain't his thing. Even Larry would not eat. Take that. <laughs> take, take that's the hardcore matches. You yeah. You, you do both of those at the same time. Uh, Slim Jims I mean, are a great, great. They're a great snack if you're on the road. Don't sleep are. on the Slim Jims. If you're if you're on a road trip, you load up the Slim Jims in the console. That's that's a good little. You know. I mean, I'm not saying it's the, I'm not saying it's the healthiest, but it's good. You know, it's great because it's easy to open while driving. It's easy to hold while driving. Easy to mm-hmm. eat while driving. Doesn't make a mess. It's it, it is the perfect road trip food. Mm-hmm. I uh, love Slim Jims. Love them. Slim Jim. Why don't you sponsor a Slim Jim? Snap into it or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Slim hey, Jim, for the wonderful busted open sponsorship. <laughs> Cheap plug. Oh, now I see why <laughs> you're talking so good about them. They okay. are good. I liked them even before that. Okay. Okay. No, I don't. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. I got it. It's fine. Uh, we got uh, Matt says uh, uh, Matt uh, Hilato. 
I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. I apologize, but it says Punk should do commentary for Seth versus Drew. I, I kind of agree. You know that that's a, it, the, I kind of agree, but the, the the interesting thing is that all the stuff that Drew's I mean Drew is trolling like a king. All the CM Punk trolling he's doing, it's like wow, you have to give us the payoff. And one, we don't know exactly which month Punk is going to be cleared and able to then compete again. So there's that. So it's I mean it's like it, 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 legit. It might not be till next fall. It might not be till next football season. So like there's that. It's like you're wow you're putting a lot of, and then it's also like. I don't know. I don't know. We had heard that Drew's contract was up and like so after Mania at some point. And so this gives him a lot. Of, if, if that's true, this gives him a lot of leverage of you need to resign me because you have a you have a money matched between me and Punk that you, you need to have me resign for. So I don't know what it all is, but Matt, I kind of agree. As I said earlier, if you have Punk involved in some capacity in Mania, even if it's just for commentary for a match, this would be the match. Um but I would only probably do that again if, like, have something in ink, have Drew signed where you know that he's around come next fall or, or whenever that you can have the because he's trolling punk like a, or, like a king. Or he could join AEW, team up with the Bucks, and they could just all cut promos on punk from AEW because that seems to be working really well for them right now. Matt, please zoom your camera out. And please reveal you have the Bucks pictures framed and autographed, like right Jack behind, has Landstorm. Behind, behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you looking for? On I'm intrigued. What is he looking for? Yeah, you're muted. You're, you're muted. What do you got? I've got a piece of the all-in canvas that's framed with Cody Matt and Nick's autographs on it somewhere like right here somewhere. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um That's a cool piece of memorabilia. Yeah, yeah, you know, um <laughs> when you know the guy who bought the whole <laughs> who bought the whole mat and cut it up in little pieces, he was like, "You want one?" I'm like, "Sure." So, uh uh and that's Conrad. Conrad uh uh it had put out like I think a limited edition of those. Really cool idea from the first haul in. At first, I thought you were just going to say when you know the guy that bought the whole thing. I was thinking, did you just like sneak and cut off a piece when he wasn't looking? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a very cool piece of uh, just memory. out of reach. I have some bucks dollars. <laughs> 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 I do have some bucks dollars from a, I forget what what match. I think it was from Double or Nothing. But yeah, I got some bucks stuff. I don't I don't hate bucks Fair are enough. cool, you know. Fair but uh, you know, uh, to your point. Um, uh, Justin, it's very peculiar, right? That they're giving him all this stuff to do, but from all I'm hearing, he's not signed. It's a new approach by WWE, which is like, let me show you why you want to stay instead of let me sorry, let me make you sorry that you're leaving, you know. And it's it, it it's pretty cool to see. And, and what if he wins the title at Mania? Well, <laughs> then they're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? They're going to take no. him all the way up to that point. But you know, I keep saying it or what he talk- or what or he wins it and then Priest comes out and cashes in right then and there. I mean, I, I think we can all agree. Seth's probably dropping this title. Seth needs to go rest. I keep thinking they talk about the parallels between CM Punk and Drew McIntyre. I don't think it'd be out of the out, out of the options for him to win the title and take a little summer of, of McIntyre, disappear for a little bit, do like CM Punk did, and maybe him have him say, like, look, Punk, I'm doing this better than you too. It's not bad. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, Drew's, Drew's a stand-up dude. He's not going to, you know. But, like, um, what he's doing the best work of his career. He keeps getting better at it. He keeps fight, getting closer and closer to the nose of what he's trying to do. Uh, <laughs> Drew did himself a lot of favors the last few months. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that pretty much wraps it up for us. I mean, the only other things uh, to cover, if you guys want to chat about them, uh, I'll let you guys go through and give me your overall thoughts of the show, where the world can find you online, and if you'd like to touch on our truth and uh, uh, Regeneration X and Zoe Stark, Shayna Baszler, Cancel Ray, Indy Hartwell. Uh, if you have any thoughts on those, uh, Justin, we'll start with you. Any overall thoughts, and where can we we'll find you? Yeah, I mean, our truth's always entertaining. I don't know. I I feel bad for Gargano and Champa that it takes getting consistent TV time for them being mistaken <laughs> for for <laughs> somebody else. Uh, there's a, there's 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 a, there's a deeper joke there. Um, but overall, it was a pretty good show. Again, you know, again, a lot of depth, a lot of things going on, a lot of pieces kind of being moved around. Uh, I think our mid card IC titles where we're most intrigued at and again that's the one that we know that they probably called the audible of not having brock and, and gunther so watch and see how it all goes and then of course this friday uh smackdown legit sold out i had people tweet me earlier showing me screen grabs of the secondhand market of what the prices were and they're like how is that how can there be these prices i said do you, do you realize this is, this is you know stub hub or what at least a second hand like if you go to ticket it's legit sold out there is not what a, are they going for uh, six hundred, seven hundred dollars for floor ringside. Wow. Yeah. So it's like section D ringside, six hundred, seven hundred dollars for a ticket for this Friday in Glendale, Arizona, because Ticketmaster is is it's a zero. It is legit sold out. There, they sold all eleven thousand whatever tickets there were available in Glendale, Arizona. So uh, you know, we'll see what happens on SmackDown with 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 the Rock and that whole uh, top of the card situation. Uh, in terms of following me at Justin Labar across the socials, across uh, Twitter, across Instagram, uh, here on Monday nights uh, with the crew here on Wrestling Inc. And then every Sunday, uh, well, here on Monday nights, every Friday morning, myself, Dave LaGreca, and Thunder Rosa on uh, Busted Open. And then Sundays, 9 at noon, uh, myself and Jonathan Hood also Busted Open, Sirius XM Channel 156. So um, if you want more of me, it's hard to hard to ignore me. Hard, hard not to. <laughs> Uh, all good stuff from Justin. Matt, how about yourself? Where can the world find you? And any final thoughts on this week's WWE Raw? Yes, I have no thoughts at all on any of those segments, so that works out. Um, I will say that at this point for Mania, it was a good show. I don't recall WWE having so many well, well-done angles and cogs going into Mania. It's like the women's stuff is taken care of. The mid card, it's rounding up. The headline match, taken care of. Like, they're really, like, I mean, there's been recent years where we didn't know what the hell was going on at Mania at this point. So great for them. You can reach me at Matt Coon Music on Twitter. I am capable of occasional shenanigans um, on there. Uh, but uh, otherwise, um, make sure to follow Real Jack Farmer. That's what you should do. <laughs> That's that's why I like having you on the show, Matt. Yes, you can follow me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Like I said at the top, I just got to do commentary for Prestige's recent show. Lots of crazy stuff happened there. So check it out on independentwrestling.tv. Uh, make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. 
And make sure to check out all the after shows there. We're doing one tomorrow for the NXT after show. I don't know who's going to be hosting. I think it's going to be Glenn and Issa. That's the usual crew. But the best way to find out is to tune in. That does it for us. We're going to see you all next time. I'm hitting the end stream button now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.